Welcome to Your Typical Shona Protagonist. He's Kai, I'm Kels, and today we're talking about something that's 100% not a shonen, Predicure. I am so incredibly excited about talking about magical girl shit. First off though, Kai, how you doing? I'm doing good. Uh, magical girl stuff do be hitting sometimes, so it's very fun, very energetic watch I had of the Pretty Cure. Yeah, man. So Pretty Cure is this magical girl franchise that is a hundred percent around one to sell toys and two to sell toys to any child that watches it for the last like eighteen years, man. I will have you know, there are 18 seasons of Pretty Cure. It does not stop. Like, it's like the Pokemon of Magical Girls, I feel like. Yeah, man. But it it's fun. I have a personal love for Magical Girl stuff. Like, um, watching Sailor Moon. I remember finally watching Sailor Moon Season 1 at like 20 years old and just being like, Ah, oh, yeah. Oh, it's Ami's week to get chased by a monster. Okay, cool. Oh, it's Usagi's week to do something really dumb. Great. Mamaru, man. Mamaru. Mamaru? Yeah. Part of it is the formula. Part of it is the variety. But, you know. I will tell you. Sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. I was going to say, I'll tell you what Magical Girl series did it for me. Like, as a kid... I watched Mew Mew Power. Like, granted, Sailor Moon is the icon. Like, we all knew, grew up, and loved Sailor Moon, of course. But, like, outside of the generic answer of Sailor Moon, I really messed with, like, Mew Mew Power slash Tokyo Power. Like, yeah, yeah. That was, because that was the first one I saw where they, like, had animals and they were, like, fighting, like, an eco terrorist, like, basically. So it was really interesting. Like, they're all endangered animal species as their power. It was really yeah. fun. Like, I enjoyed it. Precure is like third wave magical girl. Like way back in the 80s, you've got stuff like Creamy Mommy that's like bringing in the I'm a basic girl, but also has like supernatural mystical powers that are granted to me somehow. Right. Aliens. Who knows? You've yeah. got the the generation that comes along with Sailor Moon, and Sailor Moon is like the commercial success with the story and the audience, and it is hands down the most recognizable. And then you got the third wave, which winds up being stuff like Card Captor Sakura, and on the commercial end, stuff like Pretty Cure. So Pretty Cure started with Futari Wa Pretty Cure back in oh what was it, oh four? Yeah, 04 was the beginning yeah. of the Precure phase with two Precures, um, Precure Black and Precure White, keeping it real, real simple there. Yep, and one of them's athletic and the other is smart, and they wind up with Transformers that can sell merch. You know, the these cute little characters, cute little plushies that are also like morphers that you have cards. It's the Digimon Tamers of Magical Girls. Oh, Lord. Which isn't necessarily bad, but not necessarily good either. I feel like that sums it up pretty well. Like, I feel like yeah. the Digimon Tamers of Magical Girls are accurate. Because it's not fusion. <laughs> it's <laughs> not. But it's also no. not like Gen 1 or like Gen 1. 
Yeah. If if you're coming to the, uh, Pretty Cure, you're not looking for like deep, incredible storytelling. You're looking for something to have fun with. Which is and like it, low key a shame, I feel like, because is it if they took these into like a deeper level with like the with like the transformations they have and like the circumstances of the pretty cures, like in their origins, at least for yeah. healing pretty cure. If they had kept like the route that it had started, I would have been like, yo, this this got some crazy potential because it would have been like a like like there's always a reason someone becomes a pre-cure, you know? It's not just yeah. like yeah, blah blah blah. It's like cuz they're going through something or there's some type of something they need to overcome or their ability like if they kept following that like premise of like back to zero, like back to the core instead of it just being like a monster of the week pre-cure. It could have taken off, man. Yeah, man. And not to say it didn't because there's 18 18 seasons. True, but, true. Um totally be more of a mainstream on an international audience. Yeah, it's like the same argument like I have with Pokemon. Like if we had kept like Pokemon Origins, like the kind of darker true to the games Pokemon opposed to like just Ash being an idiot for like 25 seasons, Pokemon could be like actual anime status instead of just like Pokemon. Yeah. And part of that is we are totally not the market at this point for Pokemon or Precure. Yeah. Which is okay. Sad truth. But, you know, it's still fun. I come to Precure for more Monster of the Week shit. Like, I want to see regular people with, like, wild circumstances dealing with regular things and wild circumstances. Like, the Monster of the Weeks are always like, oh, we're going to fight a roller coaster this week. Oh, we're going to fight a monster vacuum cleaner this week. And that's it. That's just the show. Today's problem is what happens when it's a kaiju vacuum cleaner. So is each precure like based off of some type of like it's a different premise, I'm assuming. Yeah, that's a great question. Um, I don't have the answer to it. Um, since there are 18 precures, True. we've watched a couple of them. Yeah. We have, I've watched some of, uh, Futariwa precure. Um, you had said you were watching, um, uh, feeling good, right? Or healing good. Yeah. I watched all of healing and honestly, I don't regret it because that focus was kind of ironically, the one I picked to watch was the one that kind of resembled Mew Mew power when it was yeah. kind of like, it was based off animals like the whatever things they are, not in Terrans, but, like, whatever the, like, you know, big bads of that series were, were infested inside of, like, animals, and they would manifest and grow and do all that stuff inside of animals, and, like, they were based off, like, elementals, which bothered me, mainly because you had, like, Pretty Cure Fontaine, which was ice, and hers was a penguin. You had Pretty Cure Sparkle, which was lightning, and Asumi, which was Pretty Cure Earth, so, yeah, ground and stuff. Then you had, like, Pretty Cure, who was, like, Grace. Like, I was <laughs> like, why are you not an elemental? Like, you're pink, I get it, and there's not, like, pink stuff, but, like, she just shot out, like, beans, and it was never explained what she was working with, except she got, like, a beam sword at one point. Bro. I was like, 
that's that's the the uh, uh, Captain Planet of Heart. Oh yeah. Okay. I I mean, but like you could have just been fire or like <laughs> something else. Like you know, there was a fourth element to choose. Yeah. But no, like I think each Pretty Cure season deals with like a different type of thing. Because yeah, I know that this was more focused on like um, ecological stuff, right? Yeah. And I know Star Twinkle was like astronomical because they had like Cure Milky, which is like the Milky Way, Cure Star, like Cure Moon and all that, like Cure Cosmos. They're all kind of like based off of like a star or something. Yeah. Which in that one, their like second form actually had an age provided. So it was like they went from being like 13 to like 30 because. Yeah. Like. It's so That's the one weird. weird thing about transformations. Like with Futariwa, the first series, it's like, okay, I'm just gonna be dressed up now and super powered. Like you would expect. Yeah. But as it goes, it's like, all right, I'm a middle schooler and now I'm twenty-five. Yeah. Or like it was really weird, like, cause and they also had like a lot of time skips as well. So maybe that's what it was. I think like there was like a paradox where they're going through time or something. Like Pretty Cure just likes to be wild for no apparent reason. Yeah. Now, one of the wild things is from the very beginning, this was a show made to sell merch. So we've got our two main characters, and they've got their morphers, basically, which are like cell phone things that hold their little cute spirit. Yeah. And they have to Tamagotchi their spirit with these cards. But also they have to have these things to transform, right? They come in like this little pouch that looks exactly like a pouch you would buy off the shelf. And it's all the cell merch. Incredibly well animated, right? Very Mm -hmm. fun story. But it's basically the Transformers of Magical Girls here. What are some other shows like that do this? Because I think of like uh, Yu-Gi-Oh. Yu-Gi-Oh is a card game selling anime. I mean, the most famous one I could probably think of off the top of my head is Power Rangers. Like, Power Rangers was literally created to sell toys. Like, oh my God. And another one that, like, low key pops in my head, which is, like, totally not around anymore and probably was not that successful, unfortunately, but Chaotic. Like, Chaotic was literally, like, same Yu Gi Oh effect. Like, we're here to sell cards. And, like, I feel like you can argue the same for Pokemon now, because, like, I feel like Pokemon is just around to sell cards in games, which is okay because of. Like, the story they tell with the anime. Like, it's a... a It is taken seriously in, in its attempt to tell a story. Like, it's not just, here's an anime to sell toys. It's like, we are going to tell a story that will be a way to motivate people to buy whatever else, too. Yeah, it'll be self-isolated, you know? Yeah. Now, let's talk about the Power Rangers effect. So, Saban, of all people, Purchased the licensing rights to one of the pre-cure seasons. It was Smile Pretty Cure. And they marketed it as Glitter Force on Netflix. Yeah, I'm not even going to hold you on that one. I 100% (laughs) thought that Glitter Force was separate. Like, until, like, you just now told me. So. Yeah. Which is sad. 
I remember us seeing Glitter Force on Netflix back in the day before I even knew what Pretty Cure was and kind of clowning on it because we watched the first episode and it's like, oh my God, here are these elementary school children having problems with elementary school problems. And it's like, there was so much more to Precure than Saban. Yeah, I feel like Saban definitely, definitely ruined it. Possibly. Like, maybe. Yes. And and part of it, because it, it didn't have the same vibe. Like, all of the music was uh, in the dub was rescored, so none of the music was the same. Uh, you know, of course, rebranding from Pretty Cure to Glitter Force kind of is totally a joke. And I don't know. I just feel like it's Saban's effort to change something to market it better to an audience that they don't have a grasp on anymore. Yeah. Because... They did the same thing with the Super Centon stuff, right? Making it into an American Power Rangers. But, like, the formula from the 90s doesn't work the same way it did anymore. No, I agree. I feel <clears throat> I feel like Saban was trying to... Which is weird, because I think Saban is a Japanese company, possibly. Um, but <clears throat> it's weird that, you know, like... Trying to market things in America is so weird, I feel like, because it just, it almost feels like maybe, again, because I'm not the target demographic, but, like, it feels, like, unnecessary because the way, like, things air in America and stuff, like, it can be, like, sporadic. The time can change in the middle of a season. Like, it'll stop airing, like, halfway through and pick up in, like, three or four months. Like, it's just really, it's not as cohesive and as together as it is in the Japanese market of airing. Yeah. So I'm like, it feels like doing something just for toy sales or something in America is like so like pointless, I almost want to say, at least in modern day America. But if you're doing it like to put it on Netflix or something, I guess you want to make it so it's more understandable towards the target demographic. But like it's weird because you see things like Ladybug and Cat Noir, which is like huge right now, like insanely huge. And yeah, it looks like you know, it's kind of dumbed down. But at the same time, you look at it and you see a lot of the demographic as people our age and like in their 20s and college students, which is wild. Like, and I gonna hold you or I don't know why I keep saying I ain't gonna hold you lately. Like who have I been hanging out with? But um, like I I'm, I mess with Ladybug and Cat Noir. It's very entertaining. And as it progresses, the story gets, you know, more mature, but it's still kind of caters to kids. And I feel like Saban did not, do that the right way they just dumbed everything down like to the point where um what's her name uh glitter lucky or whatever just seems really kind of dumb opposed to her japanese counterpart cure happy who is like the leader and like the problem solver of the group like the yeah. head cure um she's optimistic and cheery but i'll klutz but like in the sub they kind of just make her like almost kind of dumb instead of a klutz you know what i mean yeah um, and, and Saban is, I think, an American company um, formed by the Israeli-American uh, Haim Saban back in the 80s. Okay. Uh, and, you know, they brought over a bunch of stuff, you know, like uh, Samurai Pizza Cats and the first three seasons of Digimon. Yeah. Gotta um, thank them for that. So they, they have had a large place in uh, bringing media from other countries and markets to america uh but this was one of those where it was just like 
you know, it didn't quite hit for me. But I can't. I guess I can't be mad because I remember it. <laughs> True. It it was definitely rememberable. I'll put it like that. Yeah. But you know, Precure is one of those series that just has a staying place if you learn about it. And I am incredibly excited to have known about it. No, I agree, one hundred and ten percent. Like it's definitely. It's definitely something that I feel like has a spot in like the magical girl world. I'll say, um, maybe not the best spot, but no, no. I think that it it's its place is for longevity. Like here is the formula, and they've done variations on the formula for eighteen seasons. Like no other magical girl show has eighteen seasons. Like Sailor Moon has five. Yeah, and uh. Carcaptor Sakura has like three-ish, but Precure just has staying power. And part of it's because you can keep changing and marketing to other toys. Like you look at Transformers. Like how many how many Transformers are there? Man, I couldn't tell you. Probably well over a hundred, I feel like at this point. Because I mean the Optimus, the primes alone, there's like 20 primes at least. So I can only imagine. How many Transformers? Or you mean like the series? Or do you mean like the actual Transformers? Both, like, because each series brings new Transformers. Or the same Transformers in a new light. True. Like, Hell, my nephew has rescue bots, man. Rescue I did not bots. know rescue... Bruh, they rescue people. Rescue bots don't hurt people. They rescue people. And I'm like, well, damn. Tell me more about these rescue bots. Yeah, like, can they go up against an Autobot? Or, like, what's going on? Like, do they have any powers? Nah. Like, what do they turn to? Like ambulances and helicopters and cop cars and shit. That's wild. I know. I'm like, what are you teaching this kid specifically? But I'm like, you know, there is the brand being varied to meet the demographic again. So like, it's it's cool to see like a mainstay in the genre. Yeah. No. Shout out to Pretty Cure for doing its thing to keep its longevity in. One of the things I want to say about Precure is that I feel in terms of transformation next to probably Madoka Magica, which even like it's just one of the girls in Madoka Magica. I feel like Precure has the best transformations because like in terms of like keeping an identity secret, like I can't tell these <laughs> girls like I could not tell like they do so well, like. It's like the hair color changes, the height changes, the eye color changes. Like, I can't even tell who's who, and I really rock with that. Like, I really rock with the way that they get actually transformed into different people. Yeah. So, that's that's my thing. And also, I put something in the same vein. I don't necessarily like the way they transform, like, with the quote-unquote mascots. Like, that's... I mean... I would just is that a thing now? Yeah. So like, they have like mascot like animal companions. Like I much rather like, and then it makes me think about Sailor Moon. Like, because I guess are items any different? You know, like no, are, so one hundred percent not. So Sailor Moon having the the moon wand and the crystal gem stuff. It's no different. It's just that this show was made specifically with the marketing in mind. Yeah. It wasn't like an artist wanting to tell the story. It was, you know, tell a story and then add in 
sellable, unique things. It was, we're going to make a product and then we're going to make an anime around it. Um, but yeah, I mean, the, the mascots are kind of a thing from the very beginning. But yeah, certainly I could see how that could be like annoying because even in, in, in Futari Wa, uh, Pretty Cure, it's like, okay, we've got Meeple and Meeple and it's like, you're just a Tamagotchi. What, what are you providing to the story other than like background setup and a thing to have to be there? Yeah. So it's, it's a way to do it, you know? So I, I see what it is like, but it's just to me. And then I don't know. I just, it's, it's kind of weird, but yeah, it wouldn't be magical girl genre if there wasn't some kind of weird involved in the genre. Totally. And to your point about um, Madoka Magica and certainly Sailor Moon, like animals or otherworldly things to help assist the team is certainly a thing. Like Sailor Moon, we've got um, Luna and we've got Artemis. And with Madoka Magica, there's that weird cat thing that I've totally forgotten the name. Yeah. Chibi or gosh, no, I forgot. I had it until you said it. Um Let's let's look it up. It's not uh, uh someone that's C, a little floppy eared hoe, who's like, I'm gonna get your soul, kill you with PTSD because it's Cube. Yeah, Cube. That's what it is. Yeah, little little hoe. Um, but you know, even like Ladybug and Cat Noir, because like it's basically uh recently, um, uh, my sister was like, Yo, I want to watch this, and I was like, Okay, yeah, um. It's called Ladybug and Cat Noir. Like, just go look it up. So she did, and she watched it, and she's like, yo, this is, like, the wateriest down Sailor Moon, and it's beneath me. I'd rather just watch Sailor Moon again. <laughs> I'm like, okay. Man. I was like... What? <laughs> what is this? <laughs> I was like, you gotta, like, give it to... You gotta give it the obligatory season one. Because, like, that's how I feel with these things. Like, you got to give it, like, if you know what you're going to get into when you get into this genre, you got to give it a little bit of leeway. So, like, I think she only watched, like, the first five episodes, and she's like, I can't. But I enjoy it. Zog enjoys it. Um, But what they do, they do a combination of magical items plus animals. Like, the animals live in the magic items. Like, they're called the Miraculous, which are things that can turn you into a superhero. And there's, like... There's like 20 of these hoes, like, and there's the two main ones, right? And then there's more, and the only, the creation and destruction, like, are the, like, ones you see every episode, but that's the way they do it. I was like, it's kind of, like, fresh, but also, like, reminiscent, so I'm totally gonna make us do that maybe on the other podcast. Man, add to- it to the list. Forget whatever we have going on in June, uh, July. Yeah, Add this I, to the list. I meant to bring that to the meeting. I totally forgot. I texted Strange as Hobut today, but he didn't respond. You hear that, Strange? I'm talking about you, Hobut. Man, but that's a wrap on Pretty Cure. Um, what a what a franchise to come out of nowhere if you aren't paying attention. Yeah, I gotta say though, I do rock with it. Um, I told you before the podcast that regrettably, I think I'm gonna try and conquer all 18 seasons. <laughs> I got oh, two Lord. down with healing and um glitter force. So but I'm, we've got um 
what is it, Tropical Rouge currently airing. Yeah, no, that's the one I think I'm going to hit up next because that's the direct sequel to um, Healing. So, And Healing actually started the new era. Like, I can tell you so much on Healing, bro. I watched 45 episodes of this hell in a week. Like, I can, <laughs> I can tell you so I, much. I appreciate your compa- like your your effort in the podcast. <laughs> You're welcome. But, like, Healing actually started the new era that we're in. I forgot what it was called. But, like, it's a new era of Pretty Cure that we're in now so if you're gonna jump on healing is where i would recommend you to jump on and then watch tropical and then you'll kind of be like caught up in that universe opposed to like going all the way back to catch up on the previous universes because i think there's been two others but it's a lot but honestly futari wa pretty cure it's on verve i think it's probably on country all too um it is an easy way to get into it too the, the OG, the very beginning, it's incredibly easy to get into. You don't have to know anything about Pretty Cure. to be like, hey, I know Sailor Moon, and let me watch this and enjoy it. So there's a, it's, that's one of the things. That's how they've done it so well, is they make it easy to get into wherever they are. Yeah, it's really just like Power Rangers, but Magical Girls, honestly. Yes. So, if you want more Power Rangers Magical Girl content, you can catch us on all of your podcatchers on your typical show no protagonist. We're talking Spotify, iTunes, uh, Amazon Podcast, whichever podcatcher you prefer, or Twitter at yourtsp. That is U-R-T-S-P. Kai, you've got a Twitter, too. Yes, you can find me at Static Dreads, where I am tweeting more. Um, Static Dreads with a Z. Uh, just find out what we're doing, because we're doing it now every day so find out yep and you can catch the other product on content breaker podcatchers as well as long or along with twitter instagram youtube all the like at content breaker for more varied animation content anime cartoons shit like that we'll catch y'all next week for we're doing naruto right yeah we're going back to the leaf we're taking on the Konoha crush where Orochimaru resurrects like random Hokage and it gets wild. We'll catch y'all next week. Bye.